1: 8:35 a.m. You are listening to the Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Philip. Now, in half an hour, we have the opening bell, where we check out how the Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. But before that, we are talking about MPs and their uh, allowance being reduced. Last Friday, Prime Minister Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim said that the development allowance for MPs will be reduced by some 65 percent to 1.3 million ringgit. That's a cut of some 2.5 million ringgit.
2: The Prime Minister said these measures will be done in stages and it's part of its efforts to better control government finances. This move, however, has drawn flag from the opposition and even some members of his own cabinet. Perikatan National Parliamentary Whip Th- Datuk Takudin Hassan said the allocation is for the direct benefit of cis- citizens and should not be affected or reduced.
0: Works Minister and MP for Kapit, Datuk Sri Alexander Nantalingi, said the move will hamper the distribution of aid and governance in the interior, although he understood the government's need for austerity. So, is this move the right step in managing the government's coffers? And what kind of impact does the reduction of development allocation mean for the various constituencies?
1: So, for a better understanding of the implications of this decision, We have on the line with us Ong Kian Ming, the former MP for Bangi from 2018 to 2022. He was also the MP for Serdang from 2013 to 2018. So two-time MP under two different administrations. Kian Ming, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. I'd like to start with the basics. What do MPs use the development allowance for? And do all MPs get the same amount regardless of constituency?
3: Yeah, uh, good morning. Uh, first of all, I think uh, you should call it uh, an MPs allocation rather than allowance uh, because I think allowance uh, you know, has a connotation that MPs can spend it in whatever way that they want. Mm. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is that uh, these allocations are usually given to the MPs who are supporting or part of the government. Uh, so in this case, as far as I know, It is only given to the MPs who are part of the unity government. Uh, Although I think it's high time that we do this, we do give this allocation to all MPs, regardless of whether they are opposition or uh, whether they are part of the government. Uh, So that's the second thing. And the third thing is, with regards to the breakdown of this allocation, uh, the original 3.8 million uh, that was uh, given as an allocation to MPs supporting the government is broken down as such. $300,000 300000 is given for office expenses uh, this includes uh, salaries uh, and also a payment for rental for the office which i think uh, is not really that sufficient especially you're uh, running a big urban office like what i was doing in bangi uh, the second portion of the allocation uh, is 1.5 million in terms of outright grants uh, these are uh, grants that are given out to uh, residents associations given out to uh condo uh, JMBs given out to uh, temples, religious organisations, mosques, uh, basically any uh, organisation that's registered under ROS uh, for different purposes in the constituency, and then the remaining two million uh, is given out as uh, what they call project master. Yeah, basically infrastructure projects that that can be uh, sort of like implemented in an MP's uh, constituency. So what has been announced is that the two million. Project Masra Rakyat, PMR, has been totally cut out from the MP's allocation and the one point five million outright grant has been reduced to one million. Uh, and then the three hundred thousand for office expenses still remain. So from three point eight, it has been reduced to one point three million.
0: Can I get a sense then when that big chunk of that Project Masraq Rakya has cut out, does this mean that they're centralizing all the funds and then it's on a request basis moving forward? So they basically disempower the MP essentially.
3: Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, it's, I, I don't think the funds are centralized, so to speak, uh, in the sense that I think this will be uh, a cut in the budget allocation from the Prime Minister's office. Uh, this is handled by the Internal Coordination Unit, ICU, uh, and I suspect that this was something that was uh, a decision that was made by the Prime Minister without consulting the Cabinet, which is why you quoted uh, the Works Minister, mm. uh, Alex Lingi uh, having, uh, you know, certain, uh, you know, not, not quite supportive of such a move. Uh, so it's uh, it's at the prerogative of the prime minister, uh, and uh, I, I do think it would have uh, certain negative consequences uh, to the function of uh, MPs, uh, especially given the fact that it is a very drastic cut from two million to zero. Uh, uh, I have uh, confirmed this with some of my former staff in the Bangi parliamentary office, uh, and subject to uh, you know further uh, sort of like uh, clarification on the part of the prime minister, as far as I understand this entire 2 million has been cut from uh, this uh, upcoming budget.
2: Okay, so Kian okay, let's build on that point. I mean, what would be the negative implications uh, for a constituency when there is this 2 million ringgit cut from its project, Masra?
3: Yeah, so in the past, uh, especially when we in government, there was expectations from a number of uh, different uh, constituency um, organizations, uh, you know, including, for example, schools uh, and uh, other, uh, other uh, you know, low-income uh, con- apartments and condos that actually require this kind of PMR projects uh, for small-scale infrastructure projects. So uh, repairing toilets, uh, repairing uh, toilets in schools, uh, repairing uh, roofs that have been damaged when there's a big thunderstorm in low-cost flats, uh, coming up with a small playground uh, and also, uh, you know, uh, sort of like a walking and jogging paths in some of the uh, poorer areas, uh, you know, in the urban areas. That's what uh, I did for some of my uh, Project mastermind. that All this will basically be stopped, you know. And I think it's uh, a big uh, shock uh, to many of the MPs uh, that were used to this. And in fact, we had this, uh, you know, allocation under the uh, MOU together with uh, the Isma Sabri government mm. when we in opposition. So this, uh, I think, comes as a shock to many MPs. Uh, and I think the fact that many government MPs, and including ministers, were quoted as uh, not not being very supportive of this uh, particular uh, you know, decision, uh, you know, really reflects on uh, the kind of uh, uh, you know feedback, negative feedback that the Prime Minister will face uh, before the Parliament Parliament session next week. But the the
0: logic could be that there's been so much abuse over the 2 million funds that, you know, you may have done the right allocations to where it was most needed, but maybe your other fellow MPs had reallocated it for very different reasons. They could have abused it. So is that why the government is trying to basically rein back control?
3: Yeah, so if there has been uh, abusers, then I think the uh, process and SOP should be tightened up at the ICU level. Uh, Based on my experience, Uh, The ICU actually does a pretty good job in terms of auditing the different PMR allocations. Mm -hmm. Uh, They make sure that, uh, you know, for example, the MP's office sends in photos of the different infra projects that they've undertaken. And we also follow up, uh, and I I do believe many of my colleagues do as well, uh, with the people that we've given these allocations to, to make sure uh, that uh, that, uh, it is spent in the way that was promised. And there's actually uh, a very sort of like a practical effect here uh, in terms of, uh, the MPs being able to go down to the schools and different places in their constituency and to under- better understand the kind of uh, physical infrastructure needs of their voters and to do something about it and to follow up on it uh, to show that they are able to channel this kind of MP allocation in a way that is transparent and effective. Uh, so I don't. I, I think cutting off the allocation entirely uh, really uh, is something that I think is a little bit too rash. Uh, if let's say the Prime Minister had wanted to sort of like... Uh, show the the rakyat that we are all tightening our belts, then perhaps a cut from 2 million to 1 million, uh, you know, for this year would be something that I think is much more acceptable. And if the economy improves uh, subsequently, then it can be raised back up to 1.5 and and 2 million. But taking away this allocation in such a sudden way, I think is uh, not so... Uh, effective uh, from uh, you know the perspective of uh, MPs doing their jobs.
1: But what about the issue of overlapping functions, can Ming? Because there is the argument that these kinds of infrastructure projects, these kinds of allocations, it's not the MP's job. The MP's job is to legislate. So, um, hmm. wouldn't this, I guess, uh, you know, go go against that principle essentially?
3: Yeah, I, ideally, you would say that the MP's job is to legislate, but uh, practically speaking, there are a lot of needs at the constituency level that the people look to their elected reps, whether it is the ADUNs or the MPs, uh, for this kind of uh, assistance. And for some of the uh, you know, the reasons, uh, the the issues that I talked about just now, uh, schools, for example, uh, they have to wait a long time before they can get allocation from the federal government to do minor improvements. And for some of the low-cost uh, flats, for example, they don't have any recourse in terms of trying to uh, do immediate repairs for broken down lifts and for damaged rooftops uh, and things like that because uh, you know they they are not uh, you know they are not sub- subject or they are not eligible for allocation from the federal government so i think this is where the mps can actually uh, come in to play a very uh, important role to address these uh, very uh, important needs at the constituency level, especially uh, at the B40 level uh, in, in the community.
2: Ken Ming, do you think then it's time to relook at how these allocations are allocated in the first place? So one, of course, you highlighted earlier is to make it available to opposition MPs. The second then is whether we should approach it uh, on a needs basis rather than awarding a blanket sum. For example, Bangi, 300 over 1,000 voters, very congested urban... Uh, may have different needs from, let's say, Datusri Natalingi, whose size is that of the state of Pahang?
3: Mm, I, I, I think uh, one of the questions that uh, I've been often asked is whether the allocations should be equal, uh, should be subject to the, the number of voters in a particular constituency. So my former constituency, the largest in Malaysia, would get more. Some of the ones in Sarawak would get less. Uh, I do feel that each constituency's needs are different. Uh, the rural areas, you know, have much more, uh, have different needs in terms of the uh, infra being spread out across a larger area. So I do actually, uh, you know, support an equal constituency allocation. But of course, if the size of the constituencies in terms of the number of voters can be uh, made more equal, I think that's something that I would support as well. But I think, uh, it, uh, you know, in terms of transparency, one way in which uh, the ICU uh, and the Prime Minister's office can uh, ensure that the wider public Uh, including journalists and other interested parties, can know about this kind of spending, uh, is to ask MPs or perhaps even publish uh, the PMR allocation and even the OG allocation for the MPs or make it a requirement that the MPs should publish uh, how they spend their money according to a particular format. Uh, This way, then, their voters can see, uh, the press can see and do a bit of a a check and balance on uh, whether or not the MPs have spent it in a way uh, that is uh, responsible and accountable to their voters.
0: So I get the logic basically keep it but tighten the governance. But if I was wearing the minister of finance hat who by the way is the prime minister um, he's talking about savings of 300 400 million ringgit you know when he takes off this money from the MPs where if he maintains this right where can he find savings for the other 300 400 million ringgit then?
3: Well uh, first first of all if you think about it in terms of the larger uh, you know alloc the budget of the government of malaysia which is close to 300 uh, billion uh three four hundred million although significant uh you know it is uh you know uh, uh, not not uh, that big uh proportion of the budget you know well, you know uh, uh you, you can see the, the the sort of like size and then the other thing is uh if let's say you are you're cutting the the pmr allocation by let's say one million uh you still can save about 200 million right so what i'm advocating for is yes there can be a cut uh, but you know, don't do it in such a drastic way, you know from two million to zero. Uh, you still can have cost savings by cutting in half, uh, and then still have give the MPs uh, some some leg room in uh, in terms of being able to. Uh, service their constituents, uh, especially in terms of infra projects.
1: Kian Ming, thank you very much for speaking to us and explaining all the details there. That was On Kian Ming, former MP for Bangi from 2018 to 2022, giving us his take on the reduction of development allocations for MPs and the kinds of implications this could have for services to the constituents.
0: Clearly, I think the MPs are not happy with this cut of allocation. They, of course, feel they know the situation on the ground much better. They can execute faster and perhaps they can't entirely rely on the federal government services to execute these services which the public mm. need.
2: It's just time for a revamp, right? And a relook at how these, uh, you know, the sums awarded. And should we then take this opportunity? to really just get a, a, a good system in place and some SOPs.
1: We've had discussions on this on previous shows as well. Do look up the podcasts on the BFM app. We've spoken to Danish Prakash Chakko of Tindak Malaysia earlier last month on equitable funding for MPs. An inside story yesterday also covered this with Dr. Fidaw Sufian, a political economist and Subang MP Wong Chen. 8.49 in the morning, we're heading into some messages. We'll come back with the discussion on the revamp of Subang Airport. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9.